Welcome to Sports Radio 810. You are listening to the Golf Underground Masters Preview. I'm uh, Brian Sullivan. I'm one of the uh, fantastic co-hosts here. Hosts here. We've got my man uh, Kevin Ward. Uh, you can listen to us every Monday afternoon on ESPN. That is 94.5 on the FM dial, 1510 on the AM dial. But only come over at 3 o'clock on Mondays, Wardo, if you like to have fun. And talk a little exactly. bit of golf, right? We're taking Mondays and making them fun again. You know, no more cases of the Mondays for everybody. We're turning Mondays into fun. No, that's what I'm saying. you got all these great shows on 810. Don't get me wrong. But we don't talk enough golf. I mean, cripe, even the NASCAR guys have their own damn show. The racing boys. Why can't we be the golf boys? We are the golf boys, but we're having fun with it, and we're going to have even more fun with this Masters preview. Oh, oh my gosh, who do we have in the studio? Oh. Mr. Fun George, George Brett, Fun George. our Masters on insider. Fun on Fun Day. <laughs> on Fun Day. <laughs> the, 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 I'm going to start calling Monday Fun Day from now on. You should, yeah. 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 I, well, although every day Just fun. another manic Fun Day. <laughs> <laughs> Name the band, George. Uh, that is uh, Katrina and the Waves. Nope. False. Oh, it's not? The Bengals. The Bengals. Gosh, so close. (laughs) Hey, so listen, it is Wednesday of Masters Week. My God, this is, uh, gentlemen, this is fun week, right? So it's my most fun week. Golf season has arrived for all of us, all of those of you in the Midwest that have been uh, sitting fireside watching it snow for... For all winter, so here we are. Golf season is is has arrived. Yeah, yeah. George, what's your take on Masters Week? Do you get a chance to sit back and actually watch it, or go on oh, the app? Oh, yeah, no, I watch it all the time. It's my favorite tournament to watch. Well, and here's, that and the British Open. Uh, those yeah. are my two favorites. Yeah, by well, far. Well, before we went on air, um, we were with your iPhone X, your your iPhone 10, and we were we were kind of downloading apps and taking well, pictures. Well, no, you we were showing me how to how to take a picture take a of picture. a sleep study I did last night. Right, right, <laughs> right. And and according to the study, you did very well. I. Uh, 58's not good, but I guess on this one, because my friend who showed me the app yeah. a couple days ago when we were playing golf outside Augusta yeah. at Sage Valley, uh, uh, he uh, said, oh, you got to get this sleep study. Wear your watch to bed every night, George. You'll love it. Yeah. And so I did it last night, and mine came back 58. His was 91, I think. Uh, and so like, he explained to me, oh, well, 58's pretty good because you had good REM. And you didn't wake up from a REM. You woke up, you know, whatever that yeah. means. I have no clue. This kind of sounds like how I used to present my 58s in uh, high school on my exams yeah. to my mother. You were 58 smart. was fine, Mom. You were it's... smart if you got a 58. That's what I mean, well, right? I never got a 58 in my life. Yeah, well, that's how you become a salesman or a C <laughs> students, right? You turn into that. But listen, the reason I bring up an app is my favorite app is the Masters uh, app. You can watch, right? Amen Corner, 15, 16, right. from Wednesday on. From uh, from the time Jack uh, uh, Nicholas and 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 uh, Gary Player and Tom Watson, they, you know, did you ever see when they just tee off to start the whole oh, gig? Sure. Absolutely, I'm up. Goosebump City. Oh, I'm up bright and early watching that yeah. thing. Goosebump City. It's just fantastic. Now you've got a chance to play that course a few times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, tell us about it. Love it. Uh, well, it's it's. Uh, I'll tell you a funny story. Uh, I played it the first time right after I retired. A guy brought me down from Kansas City, and uh, we were down there, and Jack Stevens was in the Butler cabin having lunch. And Jack's from Little Rock, Arkansas, and he's a huge baseball fan, and so he wanted to say hi, and so we went in there. I was playing with a member named Fleming Noble, and Fleming was from uh, South Carolina, and he spoke like he was from Southern California with a name like Fleming Noble, you know? (laughs) Yeah, right. And uh, so we go in there, and we're talking, uh, meet Jack, and he's just having lunch, and about a month and a half, two months later, I'm going to a KU basketball game with Jeff Bury. You all know who Jeff Bury is. Mm-hmm. And uh, Dave Owen, who used to be lieutenant governor. And Dave was now, uh, he was lieutenant governor of Kansas. Uh, I think he ran for governor and didn't make it. But uh, he lived right across the street from Wolf Creek. 
and uh, was a good friend of mine, and um, he worked for Jack Stevens. So the next thing you know, we're going to a basketball game. I meet him out here at the Marriott off 435. We jump in the car, and we're driving down there. And Dave said, oh, I was just down in Little Rock and had a big meeting, and Jack was there, and he asked about you. And I said, oh, yeah, well, he asked you. And he said, do you think George would like to be a member of Augusta National? <laughs> Swear to God. <laughs> so I'm going, well, what would you say? He, now he's got my attention. <laughs> you know? I said, what would you say? And he said, yeah, I think he'd be a good member, and I think he would enjoy being that. You know what the saddest day of my life was? What? When Jack Stevens was no longer the head of Augusta oh, Jordan. No. I would run to my mailbox every day to see if I got a letter from Augusta <laughs> National, and it never came. Oh, no. <laughs> but I, I was, at least somebody thought of me for at least a second. That's a tease. Oh, my God. It was brutal. I'm not kidding you. I came home and I told my wife, I said, geez, you wouldn't believe what happened. And she said, so what's the big deal about that? And I said, you just don't understand golf like anybody yeah. else would. Yeah. But you know how many, how many, um, you know what it saved me? It saved me a lot of a lot of t- to-do lists, bucket lists with yeah. a lot of my friends because mm-hmm. they would be saying, hey, let's go to Augusta. Let's go to Augusta. I don't so have, you've been able I don't to take that. them over there, though? Oh, gosh, no. No, I, I go only when I'm invited. Yeah. And I get invited by members or a friend of a member um, uh, who's inviting that friend. Yeah. You know, but it's uh, – it's been a lot of fun. Oh, what so let's talk about let's talk about Sage. You were just down there with some of your pals. Tell us a little bit about Sage and kind of experience is, down Sage there. Sage is almost Augusta. Mm-hmm. Have you ever played there, Kevin? No, my friend. The to do list it hasn't been long oh, enough for me. Well, I have. I'm talking. You've been there. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty special. Oh, it's special. The cabins are it, it just. I brought some guys. I brought Seabass and Riss Miller and uh, Tattersall down there last year. And uh, David Riss Miller, the way he explains it is, uh, you know, it's there's no one. You can't get treated any better than you are at Sage Valley. Right. Just the way mm-hmm. they treat not only the members, but their guests. But it is a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful golf course, maintained in perfect shape. And um, and uh, it was pretty crowded this weekend. Uh, usually during mm. Augusta, mm-hmm. we can, you can't even get on. That's right. and, you want to talk about private jets, yeah. right? Oh, that's all it is. Well, there was a bunch of them there this weekend, too. Yeah. In fact, it was going to rain Saturday, and... And the guys I were with were thinking about flying to Florida and playing for that one day on their plane. <laughs> and this one guy did. He flew to Boca, and it rained all day in Boca, and we played all day in, in Sage. <laughs> so they went down there playing in the rain, and we didn't. But well, well, it, they, is, it is a great golf course, maintained great, and uh, and it's a lot of fun. The a history's fun. funny to it, though, right? Is is Wasn't it started... From a it was gentleman. started by a guy that wanted to get into Augusta, and, they and wouldn't let supposedly him in. they wouldn't. He didn't get invited, so he yeah. put uh, started with his own capital, raised some more capital, started a uh, uh, started building this course. I was invited to be a founding member of it. Oh, nice! At the time, my kids were really young. Uh, it was a pretty big price tag, mm-hmm. um, and uh, I'm saying to myself, when am I ever going to be able to come and play? I have a great three kids, ages one, two, and three. Mm-hmm. And to be and, and and they were just moving dirt at that time. Yeah. Little did I know about four years later when I went back and actually played it for the first time and I drove through the gate and, and saw the clubhouse and the cabbage and the cottages and everything, I'm going, Oh my god, I should have done this. But it is it is spectacular. Well, and final note, it's a word oh, that'll be a trip we'll have to we'll have to make down there. We'll get really you out there. Let's get let's invite ourselves. We'll I get think you it, out there. It's, yeah. And the cabins, like you said, are fantastic. But but isn't it cool though if if, if you're playing late enough in the day and you're coming you up seventeen, eighteen, song. they you start the bagpipes. Yeah. And but I didn't hear them this week. I was there uh we were there Thursday, Friday, Saturday and came home Sunday and I never heard them once. Oh. So I don't and usually at six o'clock they start it and you can hear them all over the whole golf course. Yeah. 
You ate Amazing the, grace. You ate the, it is just right. incredible. And then you, you combine it with a, a nice beer and the fried pickles. I was just going to say fried pickles. <laughs> I was going to say the fried pickles. Yeah. Oh, my what God. So who took you there? Oh, jeez. Uh, Gary Fish. Yeah. Okay, okay, oh, yeah. yeah he's yeah. been a member down there. Right. And, um, and so we did all the... I mean, tell me, Sully, isn't it just mind-boggling when you drive through that gate and then you pull up and you see everything? Well, isn't yeah. it just incredible? Well, and the caddies with their whites on, yeah. right? I mean, it yeah. is. you want to talk about a perfect warm-up. For anyone who would go to Augusta to watch this week, if you had two days to warm up at Sage, right? have the nice caddy and their whites, yeah. I mean, you're already I cooking. went there. I went down there one time. I brought a friend of mine, Andy, Andy Sigler, from Kansas City. We were going down to the Masters. And it was practice round on Monday and Tuesday, and we had tea times at Sage. So the first day we go down and play golf at Sage, and then all of a sudden I said, well, what do you want to do? You want to go over the afternoon and watch some of the guys play? He'd never been to Augusta National. Mm. She says, God, can we play some more golf here? We were there three days, never left the complex. <laughs> Amazing. We stayed there, and we, he would rather play golf there than go over to Augusta National and watch. Mm-hmm. That's how beautiful yeah. it is. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, All right, well, let's get to it and talk a little golf. Masters week. We've we've got te- – they're teeing off in less than 12 hours here. So, um, real quick, a little note. Congratulations to Corey Connors. Monday qualified yeah. into, into the Valero um, down in San Antonio. Wins by two. I got a little trivia. Name the re- most recent player to Monday qualify and win on the PGA Tour. And uh, what year was it? On the PGA Tour. Yep. I'm going to say John Daly. Nope. Oh. Arjun Atwal oh, in 2010. Arjun, that's right. Yeah, oh, it was right on the tip of his life. tongue. Yeah. But but what Arjun a cool Atwal. story. Yeah. I mean, the, the guy, the, his life's changed. His wife was drinking buttery shards watching the end of the golf tournament last night. So fantastic. Uh, for I Co- heard Corey. about the tournament today because I was flying home yesterday and missed it all. Yeah. I heard he he bogeyed like six, seven, eight, nine, yeah. four yeah. bogeys in a row. Oh, yeah. And he, he had a four-shot lead. Now he's one behind. Mm-hmm. And here's a Monday qualifier that's never oh. won before on tour. And then he comes back and birdies three yeah. of the next four. Well, he had ten birdies. Yeah. Right? You know. Pretty, so you can have four four bogeys if you throw ten birdies. That, that's kind of like you down I had, I had ten birdies yeah, this, this, that's what I'm this last month. <laughs> right. You can do that. I had that. ten in a month. <laughs> no, you didn't. You had yeah. ten last week. Yeah. In two rounds. No, four rounds. All right. That's not too bad. No, but that was a great – and you, you talk about the uh, the pressure being off you, right? Because now you're qualified for, what, two and a half mm-hmm. years. He didn't even have his full card, I don't think, this year. Right. right? No, he did not. And, and, and the story was he was with his wife, and um, and uh, at Southwest Airlines or something, that, you know, speaking about the app, pops up and says, um, you have to check in for your flight to go home. <laughs> and it, it, he said, that's when it kind of hit me that, oh, my gosh – I'm not going I'm home. Going they were to gonna Augusta. go to Florida and chill yeah. out for a week. We're right. going to Augusta, honey. Wow, that's that's so cool. Isn't so that cool, cool. Wardo, What do you think of the, um, the 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 women's amateur uh, tournament? Well, you, you know give what? Me an overall take on that. I think it's great for the uh, game of golf. It looks like the the gal that won cup cup show cup show um, ended up having a migraine on the eighth hole. Mm-hmm. Um, couldn't see. Had had blurred vision, kind of like what you had like uh, me, several right? weeks back yeah. uh, with Get your her detached retina. Get her a patch. Right. But uh, anyhow, the, the migraine went away, and she was able to see and clearly uh, drain in some putts down the stretch. That was pretty cool to see the people out there um, on the 18th hole and kind of a, a smaller yeah. condensed gallery. And then clearly last Sunday you had uh, the um, drive, putt, and chip contest with all those juniors, and yeah. what an honor for those kids to get out and compete throughout the year all on right. that. So you know exactly how she felt, that gal. 
<laughs> yeah. With a migraine on a Saturday morning tea time, yeah. <laughs> I did know I mean, that. You can't see? He calls yeah. that, he calls that uh, Thursday morning. When you look Chinese, morning. I always call him Chinese when, <laughs> yeah. when he uh, goes out the night before. <laughs> well, isn't it funny? He, he never stops smiling either. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's, he, if like, I had he's his got that little out, laugh. If I had his laugh, I'd smile too. Oh, yeah. It's like a nice... <laughs> if like I had the... his lifestyle, I would smile. Yeah. Oh, yeah. come on. Yeah. <laughs> come on. I have your lifestyle, but everything, I have, I have to pay for everything. Uh, <laughs> all right, hey, but I want to pose this both to you, right? Because when, um, when I originally heard that they were doing um, a, a woman's amateur event the week before the Masters. You know, my initial reaction was, Ugh. and here's why. You know, because I look forward to the week so much, I thought, you know, I don't want to see the course a week right. before. It's, 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 I mean, it's like un unwrapping your Christmas gifts before Christmas morning, <laughs> right? Yeah. And so, and, and part of me wondered, you know, is there this sort of latent, I don't want no stinking women on that course before isn't it funny how somewhere deep down and i bet you i wasn't the only one thinking this right so i want to pose it to you what was your initial reaction when you heard the women amateurs are going to be there and let's be honest now because i think that's important here on sports radio 810 yeah you know i thought if initially i didn't love it but the more i thought about it and how it's great for the women's game and kind of um th these amateurs coming up the ranks i think it's great for the game and again I think some people are opposing that, um, you know, maybe they even bumped the um, drive, putt, and chip to even a Monday of the Masters and get it more involved with the players and more of the hype and all yeah. that. But again, I don't know if that'll ever happen. But you know, I'm I'm for it. I think it's I think it's great that you know people get the, the gals get a play out there. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I think universally that that was the reaction after, right? And I think what, what the coolest thing about these two, you know, you had Jennifer Cupshow and uh, Maria Fossey, where um, before they went out, they had a little pact with each other, right? And they said, let's put on a show. Meaning, well, two things, we want to play great golf, but let's be friends throughout this whole thing. Right. So it, so they, they, it was choreographed, which, what a great wow. concept. Which, of course, it was a show, right? I mean, it, we don't, it, we're not going to say this is Sandra Day O'Connor breaking. So they're not, they're breaking not friends? The, they're normally not friends? I, I, I don't, see, I, I didn't see any of it. Yeah. Because they only played the one day at Augusta, right? R Correct. They right. only played, played the other one yeah. for Champions That's Day, right. which I think is right right outside. Yeah. Of, it's, it's in Augusta, but yeah. it's probably five miles away from, from right. Augusta and National. I understand they did a great but, job. But, they, yeah, I didn't see any of it. Yeah. But, but so, but, but they were they were palling around and arms around each other, high fiving, high fiving, yeah. and and that made the show that much right. better. Anyone who might have been on the fence, like ah, you know, you're screwing with the the purity of the, I think that blew it right out the window. At yeah. the end of that thing, you said, my gosh, what a great call! And what's so cool is so for me to be able to watch that, yeah. I could probably go on YouTube. Yeah, and, right. and see the highlights of it. Yeah, because it'll already be on there, right? Yeah, it should. Everything's on yeah. there. It's okay. no different than when you went back and watched the Top Golf World Championship a couple of years ago. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, they didn't show you a lot. They showed your partner. <laughs> he was stuffing it. He was stuffing it. <laughs> That's okay. right. Hey, for the listener, it's important that you know that uh, Kevin Ward here to my left is the international top golf champion two years ago two years, two years ago, ago. Not, not, rainy. Year. Not, not rainy not rainy but listen any guy who can win a championship like that with a slight buzz on i think is absolutely fantastic <laughs> you know <laughs> come home with a with a check for uh, several thousands okay. of dollars okay yeah. so, so when we come <laughs> He's back being humble, why, are we, why are we changing yeah, the subject <laughs> <Warno>? no, we're, <laughs> we're gonna take this bad boy to commercial yeah. and when we come back we're gonna start diving into some of george's favorite memories at augusta as well as who he likes for this week's Masters. Come on back here on Golf Underground on Sports Radio 810.
Welcome back, Sports Radio 810. You're in the golf underground with your two hosts, Brian Sullivan's my name, Kevin Ward to the left. If you like what you're hearing, by the way, wouldn't kill you on Monday afternoons, 3 p.m. over on ESPN, the sister station of Sports Radio 810. It's 94.5 on the FM dial, 1510 AM. Or you can also check out our podcast. It's under Golf Underground on iTunes, or you can go to um, podbean.com. And, uh, and check it out. But uh, we have a lot of fun over there. I don't think we talk enough golf here on the Sports Radio 810, but you know what? We're, talking, we're talking plenty with this Masters edition right, right now. Because it's Masters. All right, now, um, it, we're starting tomorrow, right? Tomorrow's the big the big day. Wardo, who's your pick, baby? I got to go with uh, what Tom Watson likes. I got to go with Rory McIlroy. That's that's my sleeper slash dark horse. Oh, that's, that's, you're really <laughs> taking a risk on that one, that's right? Who, that's my first pick. George, who do you, who do you have? If it was a one-day tournament, I would take Freddie Couples because no one plays that course <laughs> better. <your> boy. <laughs> but nobody plays that course better than him. Right. Uh, but it's a four-day tournament, and he's got a bad back. I, and I he, the first two days, he's going to shoot 68, mm-hmm. 69 and be on the front page of the leaderboard. Mm-hmm. And it's a tough course to walk. I'm sure you guys have been there and seen it. I mean, you're walking up and down hills, yeah. and Freddie's old, and he's got a bad back, and, and uh, I think his legs get tired on him, his back gets a little sore. He always kind of peters out a little bit on Saturday, and then Sunday it's really a struggle for him to make it through. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to say I, I bet a lot with my heart and not my brain. <laughs> I'm going Woody, our oh. man Woody. He's uh, he's a total I'm Gary Woodland. Woodland. I'm Gary Woodland. Woody. All right, Woody. no one can no one can call me a Gary Woodland Homer anymore. No, but I am. <laughs> I am. I I always I always root yeah. and and pick like on my golf fantasy team. Woody's yeah. my star player. Is he? He's my star player. Yeah. Well, all right. Now, if you had to predict the odds of Woody winning, do you know what they are? I would probably say twenty-five. I would say it's a little low. Little I would low. say 35 to 1. Uh, a little low. 60 to 1 right now. But he opened one. up way higher than that. He's down to 60 to 1, which, by the way, I mean, with a number of great players, it, it, who, who, it ain't You easy. got the odds right I got the odds in front okay. of me. Who do you think's number one? I'm going to say odds are number Rory. one. No, I don't think Rory. Uh, Rory. I'm going to okay, say. You're going Rory. I'm going to say uh, um, Dustin Johnson. He is number two. But you know, all right. So, so Rory at seven to one odds. Number one. Seven to one odds. I beat George one. in something. DJ, you got, <laughs> you got it. Yeah, and DJ said ten to one odds. Yep. Wow. Justin yeah. Rose has got to be right there also. Yeah. But listen, how cool would it be to have uh, the, the good Irish fella? Right. Um, he would be in the. Uh, he'd get the career grand slam out of this yeah. deal. That would right? be good. Oh my gosh! Well, and the, the only guys who've done this: Gene Sarazen, Ben Hogan, Gary Player, Jack Nicklaus, and Tiger Woods. How about you throw a little Tony Irishman Watson in there? Never did that. Never won the career grand. He did slam. not get himself a PGA. No, which is, that's the one he didn't. He, win. he got plenty of. He Britishes. won a bunch of a bunch of British Opens. Five. He won two Masters. Two, correct. He won two U.S. Opens. I know he beat Jack of Pebble once. Yep. Right. Yeah. Chipped in on seventeen. Mm-hmm. Which you're going to hear more about that in the second half of this. Uh, this Masters edition. Yeah, so a little gonna, teaser little, there, Wardo. little teaser. We got a little so interview. stay on yeah. with us. He told his caddy, I'm going to make it. He said, hey, this yeah. is this is really fast. His caddy or something, Bruce. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he says, yeah. He says, uh, I'm going to make it. Yeah. And he made it. Yeah. And yeah he I've heard it. the story before. Oh, I've heard it. From the horse's mouth. I know. Yeah. I know. Well, and he pointed at him, right, too, because he told right. him, right? I told you. Told you. Which, yeah. by the way, isn't that an, an awful lot 
like Tiger's shot on 16. Yep. Right? Where he was down in the pit just over the green on 16. Yep. And, um, and he hit it up the hill and, he and hit it ran up the in hill. and the logo, yeah. the Nike logo paused for a second and then fell in. And oh, yeah. Next yeah. thing you know, it's a Nike commercial yeah. for years. Yeah. Yep. Which, by All the right. way, I, hang on. One, th- one thing where I made the biggest mistake. Well, I wouldn't say I made a lot of mistakes in my life, George, right? But <laughs> a big mistake is, so I went to the Masters the year after Tiger did that. Yeah. And it's Wednesday. Now, you know, there's a back entrance to, to, to get sure. into the Masters. You, you know, they probably bring in, a, you know, yeah, with, right. with the, the, the helicopter. helicopter. Helicopter, Heli- right? Yeah. Like Navy SEAL you down there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 6 a.m. in the morning, like, standing out, you know, right. wait, waiting to get in. And I, I could I could pick any place on that damn golf course to sit, and I took my little chair, my master chair, and I set it down at the tree right where he, where Tiger hit that gig. And I'm thinking, this is an epic place to, well, the whole damn day, yeah, the green is so elevated as you mentioned. Right. You can't see these things on TV. How mm-hmm. elevated? I couldn't see anything. The hole, and I, so I was so pissed off. I sat yeah. there next to that damn tree with this famous shot, and all I did was screw myself for the whole day. So, so, so that was my master's experience. I saw Wardo hit a shot like that once where it just stayed there, and all you could see instead of the swoosh, you saw X out. <laughs> <laughs> and, or practice. It said practice. Yeah, practice. Range only. Range only. Just, just stealing range balls from there. All right, so, George, Tiger Woods have a good week. This yes. is what the casual fan wants to know. Does, yes. does he have a chance to win? Um, how is he in the mud? Is he a good mudder? He's a good, he's a good mudder. Is it supposed to rain? It's going to rain it's today rain. and tomorrow, and it's oh. going to rain Friday, I think. Oh, no. So, so if, so if he's like a Tiger. good mudder, if he's a good mudder, uh, yeah. So it's going to play long. Does that take out guys like Kevin Kisner, who recently won our good pal down at the WGC World Match Play? Is mm. that going to take a guy like Kiz out of the out of contention? You know, he was at Sage Valley hitting balls all week, and I never saw him because I was always out playing. Mm-hmm. And Justin Rose is out there hitting balls all week. <laughs> and um, and uh, I think somebody else was out there. There's three of them out there hitting balls, and everybody's just amazed at how good Kisner is. Yeah. They're just amazed. All yeah. the people there, because he's a member, he's from Augusta, yeah. and he goes out there and hits balls. He said, not only is he a great ball striker, but he's a great guy. Well, isn't that true, right? So, Wardo, when we, do, we, do you know him? Have yeah. you met him well, through Woody? Well, I had the honor of uh, walking in the practice round with him a couple weeks back in um, – which, uh, which I, another bait. I will tell that story the in, the, in, the, in the second uh, hour of this of this Masters edition. But uh, yeah, he's a great guy, just super humble and uh, down to earth, just a total total guy from Aiken, South Carolina. He's funny, yeah. right? I mean, he was slamming Woodland and slamming their Woody. Practice, right? He was just giving him grief. That's Woody easy was, to do. Exactly. Woody was kind of quiet. Did you call him Jerry or Larry or Mary? I, I told him all about <laughs> Jerry. that. I told Jerry. him all about hey, that. Jerry. Jerry. So, Jerry. So, so yeah. <laughs> So another great storyline I'm looking at here is Charles Howell hasn't been played. You know, he's from Augusta, right? Um, another local, hasn't played in the Masters in several years. What a storyline that would be. The guy's knocked, you know, he's won more money than just about anyone out there. But um, he never wins. He never wins, mm-hmm. but he can always top, top 10. 10. And he, yeah. he did win last year um, or in this wraparound season, but wouldn't, wouldn't it be something for that guy to come through? And, and you know, he's, he's kind of been ridiculed for being too technical, which – you know, people tell me <laughs> that too, but um, but you know, I think the guy's got boatloads of talent, and it'd be pretty neat to see him coming coming down the stretch in the hunt uh, come Sunday. So that that's another guy that I'm looking to, looking forward to watching. Yeah, but know. the problem is with that is not many people that grow up in Augusta or live in Augusta huh. are at the tournament. 
<laughs> they're all from all over. Right. You know, corporate America just comes in and takes over the whole thing. Yeah. Right. And uh, tickets are, are, I mean, they're expensive. That's right. To get well, there I, for that tournament. It, it, so I don't think a lot of people are going to be rooting for him. Nah. It would be a great story, a guy that grows up at Augusta that wins Augusta National. I mean, that would be incredible. George, I got to tell you, there's a little bit of the jealous streak coming out in me. Do I really need a kid who grew up with a silver spoon in his mouth, who grew up in Augusta winning the damn well, tournament, too? He what didn't about grow the, up the a commoners? Member? What about the commoners? Up, he grew up, I guarantee, Charles Howell III grew up playing municipal courses. You think? Yeah. All he right, didn't grow like up him. playing Augusta National. You think that was his home course? Oh, all right. We'll see. <laughs> huh? It's just that there's not many people that are going to be at the tournament yeah. who've been there. They're not from Augusta. Isn't Snedeker, isn't he? he's also an Augusta boy, isn't he? No, nah, he's from Nashville. Oh, he is? Yeah, or some his boy. Uh, Patrick Reed go to, he, didn't he go to Augusta State? He did, Patrick Reed. So is he from is he from the Georgia He's area? From or? the South, yeah. Yeah. You know what by the way, there are a few golf radio programs with um as three uneducated fellas um uh, <laughs> as we are right now. Right? No. Didn't he go here? People normally research this stuff. He went there, there. He went there. I remember reading that article about him, how he got kicked off the team. Correct. And I thought it was uh Georgia State or uh, what what school was it? He went there. He went to school in Augusta, and then he transferred to Georgia. Yeah. So, and then he turned pro shortly thereafter. By the way, do you like Patrick Reed this week? I like him. I have I have lasting memories of him in the Ryder Cup with that match with Rory McIlroy. Remember mm-hmm. that one? The Ryder Cup about four years ago, yep. six years ago, maybe when they were just birdieing one right oh, after yeah. another in the, yeah. in the other guy's face, and, and it got comical. <laughs> oh, I know. It got comical, you know, after a while, because one guy thought he won the hole, and the next. He'd sink a twenty-five footer, and the next guy would sink yeah. a twenty-two footer right yeah. on top of him. Yeah, and I and I'm going, oh my god, this is a great, great match yeah. right here. Yeah. These two guys going head to head. I loved his attitude. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that um, that has a little spark to the to the golf game. All right, so so I would say an attitude the opposite of maybe a Reed would be a Jordan Spieth. Let's talk a little bit about his chances this week. He struggled this year, right? Sixty-eight, we, we sixty-eight. I had him. Seventy-three. I didn't have him anymore. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, so, Gordo? So Jordan's had a tough year in terms of he's he's starting to get the putter to come back around, but now the driver's a little uh, crooked. He ha- he did have a good week last week at San Antonio. So well, he went again. sixty-eight, sixty-eight, and I had the number one guy yeah. leading the tournament with ten guys that I have lunch with every day, and we all put in twenty-five bucks yeah. into win- whoever wins gets the money, and whoever wins has to buy lunch. Yeah. It's a it's a wash, yeah, you know, right? And so I knew I had number one. I look at the paper Saturday morning, and since I had number one, I had the top guy on the list. Whoever has number two has the second guy. Mm-hmm. Whoever has 10 has the field. Ah. So I see Jordan Spieth 68-68. I get, up, I get up Sunday morning and look, and he's not on the leaderboard anymore because yeah. he goes 68-68-73. I went to lunch today, put my 25 bucks on. Les Smith took the money mm-hmm. and bought lunch. <laughs> <laughs> See, this guy has a rough life. He doesn't oh, even doesn't pay for lunch either. It's unbelievable. I mean, I it's unbelievable. My, my lunch cost eight dollars. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. but what, what, give me your take though, Ward. All right, so um, you, we had a chance. We were uh, we were down at that Dell match play. Um, you know, we followed Jordan a little bit. He was a group ahead of Gary. Well, somehow you ran into his dad at the at the local pub. Yeah, I'm, and, I'm uh, good. Yeah, I'm good at the pub conversations, yeah. right? I mean, when you you, you you see the fellow over there and you start chatting with him, ends up he's he's Jordan's dad. And you didn't know that? <laughs> no, no, I didn't know that. Wow. <laughs> no, yeah. See, hey, so, so what are you doing here? Yeah, my son's playing. What's his name? That's what he said. Jordan Spieth. That's oh, how it went. That's how it went. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, let me buy dad, a beer. It was oh, his hey, dad yeah, and his yeah. agent. <laughs> 
That's no, exactly I said you buy me a beer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he looks like he's 48 years old. He, well, probably he's young, is. young fella. Really nice, nice guy. And, the, and again, we saw we saw him following uh, Jordan the next day. But, um, you know, it, it, Jordan, um, it, it, it's a marketing machine. I think that's one thing I learned, right? He's such a good kid. Yeah. Great parents. His his manager was there, or his agent was yep. there. We tried to get, in fact, we're still trying to get Jordan Spieth's dad, Sean, and, and Gary Woodland's dad, who I think you've met. Uh, yeah, was it Danny. Yeah, yeah. Danny. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Trying to get them on the program, but you know, I'd like to see Jordan do well. He loves Augusta. Yeah, right. Till he till he hit two in the water. I know it's so year. hard not to yeah. think of Jordan Spieth and number twelve, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I mean, here's the player. here's great the player. thing. He's got he's got a he's got a good chance this week. He's just got to get the putter hot. And again, you don't have to drive it crazy straight down at Augusta. It's definitely a second shot golf course. Um, before we go to break, one guy I'm going to throw out there. I'm borderline guaranteeing a top ten. Lucas Beauregard, who beat Tiger in the match play. Mm-hmm. Amazing He's ball striker, great golf swing, a, pretty much of a badass guy from Denmark. I like that guy. He's he's not going to win the golf tournament. He's a top 10 guy. Well, and you and Mark I. Mark it down. I didn't know who he was until we went to the Dell match play, right? In fact, he was ranked last of the 60, what, 64? How many? Yeah, how many yeah, he he yeah. was last of the 64. No wow. one saw this guy coming out, and then he just started knocking guys off. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it seems like in Augusta every few years you get the, the Schwartzels and you get the names that you aren't so familiar with, mm-hmm. and you're not really rooting for them, right? Right. And they you know, they kind of ruin it for, for, for you know the fan like me who wants all the regular names. <laughs> you know. All right, so we're going to take a, a commercial break. By the way, you're on the Golf Underground. We're typically over at ESPN, 94.5 FM, 1510 on the AM dial. Mondays at 3 o'clock. If you like golf, you like to laugh. We really don't take ourselves overly seriously. It's, it's like a big pub, George. It is. Over on the Golf Underground. So we are on the... And mat- my water is empty. And your water is empty. Well, you know, there are pubs very close here to Union Broadcasting. We may, uh, we may see them right after this wonderful show. So we hope you're enjoying Sports Radio 810, Golf Underground. Hey, welcome back. Sports Radio 810. You're on the Golf Underground. Your host, Sully and Wardo. We are uh, honored to be here doing a Masters preview the Wednesday before the Masters. My blood is is boiling. We're with George Brett, big-time golfer. Two years ago, the club champ at Mission Hills. And uh, we just thought it would be fun, George, to have you on as um, as just a guy talking golf. Yeah. And isn't it fun? Because you love doing it. It's fun. You know what he also offered at the break? What? He's going to have a Masters watch party on Sunday, and we're all invited. We are getting All the to... listeners. Yeah. We could possibly do that. <laughs> really? All the listeners. Yeah. <laughs> get the backyard open. We'll have to, we'll have to uh, get He's the smoker a... working. Let's get the smoker working. Come on, Masters have watch to, party. have to have Mitch come over from Paris to help me cook some ribs. <laughs> all right, yeah. Oh, he's got good what, meet Mitch, right? Yeah. Meet we'll Mitch. see him at the Kansas City Barbecue. Again for him. Guy is global. Yeah. Last time he came in with the, um, the stable. Um, a golf shirt. Uh, yeah. I know. I didn't give him enough notice today. He forgot about his wardrobe. Yeah, which, right. which, by the way, if you're looking to get better at your game, Kevin Ward here is not only a hell of a host, he um, he has the uh, the golf stable. Check out thegolfstable.com. If you're a, you're a hacker like me, he'll take you into his um, his fancy simulator and he'll fix you up nice. So, um, all right. So, so uh, Wardo, I got this for you. Because um, you're a big hitter in many ways, but you hit the ball a long way. Does any short hitter have a chance? You know, I know we we dabbled in this a, l- a little bit, and same with you, George. I mean, you, uh, do you have to be a Gary Woodland uh, type bomber to, to to win this gig? You know, with some of the rain that they've gotten this week, I do think that you're going to have to be relatively long. It's just it's going to play long 
Um, and I just think that you've got to be able to fly it 290 to have a chance. And again, I, I, I hope that Kiz and a lot of the, some of the guys that hit it shorter, but you know, I think that it's just, it's gotten so long out there that and there's so, you got to hit it so high these days that it's going to be tough for a shorter hitter to win. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a shame because, you know, guys like me represent the double digit handicapper 218 yards off the tee. Um, that's depressing. Well, it it is what it is, but you know, looking at the lineup, there's <laughs> there isn't too many guys that are t- technically short knockers anymore. So I think that I think that there's a lot of guys in the field that have a pretty darn good chance. Yeah, yeah, that, that could be. Well, I got the weather right now. Okay, Augusta. It is raining right now. It's 75 degrees and raining. Yep. Tuesday thunder showers. Wednesday sunny. Thursday cloudy. Friday cloudy. Saturday cloudy, what? Sunday thunderstorms. Oh. Monday well, okay. thunderstorms. Yeah. yeah, I think cloudy's good temperatures though, or is it going to be? Eighties, uh, low eighties. That's fine. Pretty much Perfect. every day. Yeah, no, that that's that's no issue at all. I'm going huh? long hitter. I, I I think trying to get close to some of those greens hitting five irons in. Well, you need, you need some height to get close. Listen, here we are. We're 45 minutes into this gig, and who have we not spoken about? Ricky Fowler. Well, Ricky Fowler, right? Ricky Which, Fowler. by the way, um, if, if you're used to listening to us over on the ESPN side, um, you know, we occasionally have a third host. Um, his, his name is Jordan Wilson. We call him Fat Ricky Fowler. <laughs> he, he's, he's, Why is he's, that? Well, because he's a fatter version of Ricky Fowler. So he's like 5'7". And Handsome. You know, he's got really? the flat bills, got the whole outfit. The face is gorgeous. Looks good, yeah. You know, right? But um, he's, he's the Fat Ricky Fowler. I'm, I don't think we've talked about Tiger Woods enough. All right, let's talk about it. We have him. not talked about Tiger Woods. Now, um, he played uh, yesterday with uh, Justin, or Monday, the Monday practice round with... Um, Today's uh, Monday. Or Sunday. No, he played or Sunday. No, 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 no it's Wednesday. Wednesday. Today's Wednesday. Wednesday. There you are. You're like oh Freddie God. Couples it's, on yeah. Thursday. Jeepers. <laughs> right. So, so we, with Justin Thomas. Now, um, I guess there's a history of the older guys helping out the younger guys, mm-hmm. teaching them how to navigate. And he played with Tiger. And the word on the streets was he wasn't helping them much. Really? Now, he has in the past, so he wasn't yeah. being jerky, but I think it says something about Tiger's mindset going into this, right? Yeah. That even subtle little things like, you know, I'm not willing Here's to... Here's what you want to do here. Yeah, he's not, he didn't do that, right? Yeah. Now, which to me is kind of cool. It means he hasn't um, sort of submitted it into this, I'm one of the old dogs who's right. just supposed to pa- care, or pass the torch down. He's saying, no way. Yeah. Why am I, I going to get... I may be competing against you. My goal is to kick your ass. Why am I right. going to help you? I could be cordial right. in the 19th hole after, right? Yeah. Well, <laughs> and that's one thing that, you know, I think Tiger's focused and he, he wants to get to Jack's record and he's, gonna, he's healthy. Um, so he's going to do everything in his power to use his advantages on this golf course, which he knows just about better than anyone. And, you know, I think it's a little different than, you know, back a couple of years back, Woodland told the story about playing a practice round with Tom Watson and Tom showed him all the different nuances of the greens and whatnot. But I think this is this is a little different, but I, I love it. And that's I like the determination and the fact that Tiger's focused and ready to p- potentially win this bad boy. What would it mean for golf? It would just continue to enhance it there's so many great storylines for the week so i think if he wins um or is in the hunt come sunday it's you know tiger doesn't move the needle he is the needle yeah and so i mean are you kidding me gosh i hope he makes it to the weekend because that changes everything right because i mean hopefully i'll be playing golf on saturday but you know what's going to be on you know i'm going to have sirius xm and listening or actually you're going to be listening uh, on espn by the way we've got live coverage starting tomorrow uh, um, over on the espn again that's a sister station go to 94.5 15 10 
I'm going to be on that thing from 1 o'clock to 6 o'clock every day, or at least until the tournament ends on Sunday. So if you're cruising around in your car, don't forget to go over to 1510 AM, 94.5 for live Masters coverage, which, by the way, is what I love about our ESPN station, right? Is there's a lot of um, sort of national content that we're able to provide over there that we don't provide locally. And so, uh, George, would you listen to um, 94.5? Yeah. You can listen to the Masters? Mm-hmm. Are you playing? Are you going to play Saturday? I don't know what I'm doing. He's going to play Sunday morning and then have us over for I don't know sat- Sunday afternoon. I don't think that far in advance. <laughs> <laughs> All he knows, he's got his, his breakfast with his buddies. Right? Coffee. Coffee. Yep. You got your coffee. God, what a nice life. What you learned nice it, George. Crossword, crossword. It, Good it, thing. I go to crossword school every every uh, Monday morning. <laughs> I partial, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I'm partial Thursday, to Sudoku, Friday. really. As George said it best, <laughs> good thing I didn't hit 250. <laughs> <laughs> All right, That's what my friends always say. <laughs> so, Wardo, you had some rapid-fire questions you were hoping to uh, pose to um, to the, the former uh, Yeah, Michigan are these Hills yes or no yet? answers? couple quick ones. <laughs> Hopefully not. That'd be boring. <laughs> Who places higher, Ricky, Ricky or Sergio? Who places higher? Yep. Ricky. DeChambeau or Finau? Finau. Freddie Couples or the recent, the recent winner, Corey Connors? Does Connors, does Connors oh, kind of... No, Freddie knows the course. Freddie loves the course. Freddie's okay. going to beat him. I'll take Connors. Okay. What? Um, Paul Casey or J.B. Holmes? Paul Casey. Okay. Charles Howell or amateur standout Victor Hovland from Oklahoma State. Whoa. You're digging deep. You go Thurston Howell. Okay. You got Howell? Thurston Howell. And final, final, final question. Kevin Kisner or Ian Woosnam? Kevin oh. Kisner. Come on. <laughs> Well, I'm speaking of woozy. short hitters, right? Oh, woozy. He's going to feel woozy, woozy gonna, after woozy's, the five, first woozy's, five holes. Woozy's going to be a T-Bones drinking Heineken yeah, oh, yeah. the whole time. Oh, by the way, I'll be woozy while I'm watching woozy. Yeah. <laughs> woozy might bring that third driver with him, the second Which, driver. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's, that caddy's uh, never going to live that down. Uh, does he still have the same caddy? Uh, I think that that's. Uh, I think that caddy's been been replaced. All right, final question, Wardo, before we, um, we finish our first hour of the uh, Golf Underground. Final question for George, rapid fire. Okay, here we go. Ian Poulter or fellow Englishman Eddie Pepperell? Well, I've never heard of Eddie Peppermill. Pepperell. <laughs> Pepperell. <laughs> so I'm going to say Ian Poulter. Woody just beat him in match play a couple weeks beat back. Beat who? Eddie Pepperell. Well. It was a good match. Yeah. yeah. That it was, was a the... good match? Yeah. Guy held his own? Yeah. That's I'm going to say Ian Poulter just because the fact that it is Augusta. He's played there probably more than the Peppermill guy. And as a result <laughs> of that, he won't be, you know, as nervous. He'll be in a... F- Familiar surrounding, and he's going to be able to handle the pressure a little bit more than some guy that's never yeah. played the course. Yeah. Okay, final, Spanish final, final. The Spanish conquistadors. John Rahm or Jose Maria Olazabal? I'm going to say John Rahm with his length. <laughs> well who, said. Who? I don't think Jose Maria hits it that far anymore, does he? Uh, I mean, not not really, but you never no. know. Yeah. Hey, uh, final question. He's probably got a better short game. Hey, it, it, if Sergio started piping up to um, uh, Kepka. Um, what would be Kepka's favorite move to silence? Uh, what happened? Uh, Is there bad blood there? 
Well, you know, Sergio's been piping up a little this year. You know, we're not going to talk about it. We'll talk about this in our second I like, hour, right? I, 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 I like I some loved enforcers. It. I loved it when he got when he was playing yeah, in Dubai yeah. and supposedly I saw yeah. the tantrum he threw in the in the bunker. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I didn't see him destroy the green. You know, did oh, he yeah. do that? Yeah. Well, did, he did. He, huh? he got he got his hand slapped a little bit, but yeah. Which by know. the way, when he when he, did you see his I release on that putter? Right when he knocked nice. it off, his lag was unbelievable on that putter swing. It was nice, really good swing. I think isn't Kepka kind of built like Woody? Well, he's yeah. a little bit yeah. more Popeye. All right, uh, I would I would take hey. Kepka over Sergio any day in any type of <laughs> boxing match, yeah. WWF wrestling match, anything. Yeah, yeah, they're handsome <laughs> too. Kepka, you know, oh not God. only mus- not only guns, but she's the face of a angel all right so uh george thanks for joining us hey, you, we've got we've got to let you i mean you've got a car waiting for you, you got to get I your got car fixed car, you almost yeah. died today got, well, thank god you lights, showed up these we warning were, lights came on yeah when we I was were driving here and it scared the hell out of me yeah. <laughs> all right if you uh, stick around for the next hour guess what you can get little little tom tom watson action great great behind the scenes interviews some stories you've never never heard before coming right at you yeah so listen we're on sports radio 810 you're on the golf underground with sully and Ward. we'll see you uh, right after this commercial break Sports Radio 810, Masters Preview, Golf Underground with your two boys, Sully and Wardo. It's Wednesday night, the night before the greatest weekend of the year, Kevin Ward. It feels like Christmas Eve, Sully. It is Christmas Eve. Tomorrow morning, I will climb down the steps in my underoos and turn on that golf channel and see Jack Nicklaus and Gary Player and Kansas City's own Tom Watson tee off in the ceremonial opening of the Masters at Augusta 2019. Wardo, is this not the greatest week of the year? This is the greatest week of the year. Golf is here. Oh my gosh. Listen, welcome to Sports Radio 810. We are having a wonderful time. My gosh, if you don't have chills right now getting ready, maybe I'm overcooking this thing, Wardo, but but I'm really not. I'm sorry. It's that good, isn't it? It's that good. It's, it's that un- good. It's unbelievable. Well, listen, we had a great conversation uh, at the top of the hour uh, with uh, George Brett. Wonderful talking golf with him. And, you know, we've got a few stars here in Kansas City, right? We've got certainly George Brett. Um, but who is bigger, certainly in Kansas City, than Mr. Tom Watson, who is um, who is now going to join us? The memories that he has has created for all of us, you know, with all the... the um, all of his uh, major wins and the memories he has at uh, he's given us at at, the, at Augusta it, it, it's just outstanding, but um, you know so, so he's going to join us and we're going to talk a little bit about the British Open right because th- that story to me how he came so close to winning it back in '09 it brings chills and so uh, so we're blessed to have Mr. Watson so Wardo why don't you take it away and and ask Tom a little bit about this yeah Tom before we talk uh, Masters can we, let's let's dive back to '09 and let's hear it from your your mouth about the near triumph? Well, I hope you have a a few minutes. (laughs) (laughs) We got more time Um, than you. I've I've told the story quite quite often, and it has a a real wonderful outcome to it, in a sense. Uh, But when I went over there, uh, I was really playing my best golf, but I was putting terribly. And then uh, during the first practice round, I just hit the ball great and just couldn't make a putt. I was mishitting the putts. Uh, trying different strokes and here and there, and nothing is working. And Tuesday I go out, and uh, on the first hole, I had a great shot in the strong south wind. And 
and uh, hit it about eight feet. I left the putt about a foot short and to the right, about six or seven inches. It was the worst putt I ever hit. And I just said, the heck with this. I'm going to try something outside the box. So instead of going back closed to open, I, I opened the putter head and closed it in fact. And, and lo and behold, the ball started rolling really true. And, and uh, I worked on that uh, the rest of that round, the next practice round. And Wednesday night I was going to you know, bed with Hillary, and I said, you know, Hey, I can win this tournament. She goes, huh? <laughs> and uh, I said, I, I can win this tournament. There were three reasons that I, I really felt that way. First of all, I had, I had, that, this was my sixth time I played in a major championship at Turnberry. Wow. And literally nine, 95% of the players who were playing there in that Open Championship had never played the golf course. Number two, the wins which were consistently blown from the south in the practice rounds, were due to change on Friday and blow hard from the northwest. And I have played that course a number of times with that hard, hard northwest wind. Uh, and, and number three, uh, uh, I, I just I just had that gut feeling that uh, you know this this is a time that uh, you know age didn't make a difference. It, just, it had no difference at all. I was prepared and I was ready to go. My putting was good. And uh, uh, I had a game plan that uh, uh, nearly worked out. And uh, I got off to a good start uh, with, with, what, 66, I think, the first round. And I was tied for the lead in the second round. Third round, I was in the lead. And, um, uh, you know, things were uh, things were, were progressing right along where, I, was, where I, I thought about it at the beginning of the week. But, yeah, I could be there at the end. Uh, and... So, you know, on Sunday's round, I got off to a bad start, but I, I pulled it back together and and uh, made birdies on the holes where should make birdies. And uh, the other guys couldn't, you know, they, they screwed up at number 15, which is a very easy hole to screw up on, and a par three. And I, I knew how to kind of play that hole. The experience going down when everybody's knocking it over that green into the bunker, failing to get it up and down. Uh, I tried to land it short of the green, which I did, and, and rolled up there nicely and made an easy par. Um, so that was one of the things that I knew about the golf course that gave me the advantage. Um, and then, you know, coming to the 18th hole, I, um, you know, it was, it was uh, I, I hit a perfect tee shot there with a hybrid, and I hit the uh, 187 yards, I hit an 8-iron. And I tried to land the 8-iron right on the very front left of the green, uh, just over this mound, and I did, but it, it got a hard bounce, went over the green, and I, I, uh, I chose to putt it rather than chip it. It was the ball was kind of sitting sitting down in a, in a cup of lie, and I uh, decided to go ahead and putt it. And uh, and and I, I putted about eight feet past, ten feet past, and hit a lousy putt. You know, it was uh, uh, it was disappointing going in the playoff. I hit one good shot, and that was the drive in the playoff. That was it. Um, and the first on the first hole. And, and uh, Stewart Sink, he had, he had ever shot well in the playoff and, and did what he had to do to win. But anyway, the aftermath, uh, I go in the press tent and um, you know, they, they announced my name. And, uh, it, it was like slow motion. Nobody wanted to come and sit and ask any questions. <laughs> it was, <laughs> it, it was, they were stuck. They, they just, you know, they were moping coming in there. Nobody was hurrying. It was just, oh, jeez. 
Well, I, and I said finally to him, I said, "Come on, man! Come on, everybody! This ain't this ain't a funeral. Let's get it over with. Let's get it going." <laughs> so he did that, and then uh, I came out, and did all my other TV and radio, and walked to the long faces of my wife and Andy North, who was at the 18th Green Palm uh, for uh, ESPN, and uh, then we go up to the room and we prepare for dinner. We're getting dressed, and the phone rings, and Hillary's phone rings. And uh, she says, hey, hi, Babs. And I said, yeah, okay, just a second. She hands me the phone and said, Jack wants to talk to you. Babs is Barbara Nicholas. Uh, and Jack gets on the phone and said, Tom, I did something today I've never done before. <laughs> I said, well, what's that, Jack? I said, I watched the tournament from the very first hole to the last part, last part of the playoffs. said, you won the tournament. I said, Jack, I didn't win the tournament. Come on. Said, no, you beat everybody. And I said, no, he, you know, he wouldn't take no for an answer, and I wouldn't take no for an answer. Uh, anyway, uh, he then proceeded to uh, kind of describe the, the last hole. He said, you hit a perfect tee ball. Yeah, I hit a perfect tee ball. And my second shot, if it stopped six inches shorter, I, I, my two putt to win the tournament. Yeah. The third the third shot, that when, when, uh, he said, you hit. He hit the shot that wouldn't lose you in the tournament, meaning I putted the ball rather than chipped the ball. And that was, you know, that was uh, coming from, you know, anyway, uh, coming from Jack, knowing the situation, knowing you know, how he played the game as far as the risk reward. He was the best at that. Uh, he, uh, uh, he, he, he kind of, he relieved me somewhat because I got in the press room and they, and they, you know, they asked me a couple of times, why didn't I? chip the ball rather than put the ball, and I said the very same thing that Jack said. And I felt I could uh, I could get the ball close with the butter, and, and it was the right shot. Yeah. And then he said, and then on to the putt, he said, and you hit the putt like the rest of us would have hit it, you dog. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you hit... And that cracked me up. Yeah. You know, that was, uh, you know, here, here's the greatest player I've ever played. He, he, uh, he, he calls to console me uh, as a friend. We are friends. But at the moment that uh, he knew I needed him. And uh, um, you know, it, was, uh, it was a great memory. So yeah, There's a heck of a lesson in there about friendship and how to carry yourself in the face of disappointment. That's, that's good stuff. How did, how did you feel over that putt relative to, let's say, you know, coming down the stretch when you won your first in 75? Uh, well, I remember my thought process. I said, "Well, you've been putting well the whole week. Uh, you know, take uh, you, know, you know this is going in. You know, this is going to go in, and uh, take your." Um, I didn't change my routine at all. I didn't second guess myself. I, I tried, tried to play a straight putt, and uh, I just I I just decelerated into it. And it was just it was an awful putt. Well, you had um, that. You had the whole world cheering for you, and I think probably Stuart Sink deep down might have been cheering for you as well. So. <laughs> well, you know, I, I, as I said, uh, the one good thing about the whole thing is that over the over the course of the next you know, several of the month, uh, I received letters, uh, emails from people I've, I've never knew, and uh, many of the emails were from people of older age who said, "You know, Tom, I gave up." because I thought I was too old to do something. And uh, you give me the inspiration not to give up. And that was that was a pretty consistent theme of the, of the, of the responses that I received from these wonderful people all over the country and the world. 
is that is that in your opinion one of the best things about about your game about the game of golf? Uh, in what matter? And just golfers, matter? you know, friendships and and also people can be play into their seventies, eighties, even nineties. Um, well, indeed, it is because uh, you know I, I have a friend, uh, uh, a good friend who's just turned eighty, and uh, he says he he works out three times a week, and he uh, he's now playing forward of the forties. And I said, go for it, keep it, keep going, never surrender. Keep going and playing the game, uh, because it's uh, it's a game of a lifetime. Uh, it doesn't matter how far you hit it, what you score. It's just a matter of uh, you know, getting out there and and, uh, and and having fun doing something that uh, uh, it, you know, it gets your mind off of other things in life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, what I what I preach to a lot of the beginners or people that come to me is I say, hey, go go out and tee it forward, make the game fun. It's it's too hard to to go to the back tees and, and try to try to challenge yourself. So that's kind of one thing I'm, I'm always preaching, and I know that you're a fan of that as well. Well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I, I hate to see you know, older people who uh, uh, won't play the forward tees uh, because you know, for whatever reason, and they're not enjoying it because they're just they're hitting, uh, you know, they're hitting the driver 110 yards, and then they hit another, uh, you know, whatever fairway wood or hybrid, and they hit another – Hundred yards. Actually, hit the fairway was longer than the driver, and, uh, and they hit another one, and then they may get close enough to green to put an iron shot on the four, you know, four shot, and it can't be. You know, it's not a lot of fun to hit uh, you know, thirty hybrids or thirty three woods during a round of golf. That's like going to the practice team practicing under three wood. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. If we can, Mr. Watson, I'd like to take you back to a time where you were hitting one irons all over Pebble Beach. Uh, the image that's lasting from that tournament is the chip-in on the 71st hole. And one of the things that I really wanted to ask you about that that I think sometimes when the story gets retold today gets a little lost is that chip-in gave you a one-stroke lead going into one of the toughest tee balls there is. U.S. Open on a not-great day, uh, 72nd hole at Pebble Beach. What's it like, the, the rush of watching that ball go in and then knowing you've got to tee off that hole with a one-stroke lead over Jack Nicklaus. Well, first of all, I wasn't thinking about teeing off in the 18th hole until after things were completed on the 17th hole. You never get a, you never get that far ahead. But, you know, as soon as I, uh, I I hold it, ran halfway to Japan, pointed back at my caddy Bruce, who I had kind of smugly said, "I'm not going to get a, get a close hill. I'm going to hold it." Uh, I pointed <laughs> at him and said, "See, I told you so." <laughs> Uh, then my my next thought was okay. Let's get prepared to uh, hit the tee shot at 18. And you're right; it's a, it's a tough tee shot. You've got water to the left, and you've got out of bounds to the right. And uh, uh, instead of hitting a driver, which I was hitting well all day, I, I decided to hit the three wood, and and I hit that as far as my driver. I was so pumped, and uh, I laid up with a seven iron, uh, and and uh, then hit a hit a nine iron into the green of the wind. And, and uh, hit a putt a little too hard, but uh, it went in, and, and uh, I won the tournament I wanted to win most. And that was not uh, Open. It was on Father's Day, as it always is, the, uh, the U.S. Open finish on Sunday. And uh, I, I, one of the most you know, joyous times of my life is to be able to call my dad and say, Dad, I did it. 
That's and incredible. So we cool. did it. And, uh, and it, his first response is, why in the hell didn't you lag that putt? <laughs> 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 and I said, well, I, it would have gone six inches by. And he said, BS. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I've, I've never done it on this, this scale that you did, but I've said before mentally one of the toughest things is, is playing with the lead and, and closing out a golf tournament when you have a chance to win. Uh, to do that on that setting, uh, when, did you, when did you let your mind wander a bit? Was it only when the last putt went in or walking up to the green? Did you start to think about it? How tough is that corralling your mind in that moment? It's, it's not. It's not tough at all because that's what I, you know, that's 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 what I tempered, tempered myself through all the years of competitive golf up until that point. Uh, uh, early on, I had a hard time with the pressure, but I, I I learned how to to live with it and make decisions under under the pressure, and I think and and make swings under the pressure. And you have to do that. You have to learn how to to to, to play under pressure. And that's what I tell kids, and I tell anybody, but especially kids. Uh, it's the same thing that Arnold Palmer told uh, told my dad when, when I finished my I finished the round. I played an exhibition with him when I was 15 years old at Brookridge Country Club with Stan Thurston, and Bill Knapp, and 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 Arnie. And, and in the shower in the shower room afterwards, Dad uh, <laughs> Arnie had a towel wrapped around him, and he said, "Arnie, what one thing was, would, would help my son play better golf?" And he said, without missing beast, said, have him play in as much competition as he can. And I told that to all the kids. And I think that's really, you know, if you deem, you know, if you really want to uh, be a competitive golfer, you have to play in a lot of competition. And, and it, it, that's the way you, you, you inure yourself, you inure your nerves uh, you know, to be able to think and, as I said, uh, perform under pressure. And you just can't just go, you know, throw yourself into that because it's an unknown, uh, as you know, as it always is. Like when I first started the tour, yeah, you know, when I had the chance to win the golf tournament or was in the lead, you know, I, I I wanted I wanted to get it over with fast because of the pressure, and, and as a result, it made me go faster. Yep. And I learned that going faster caused problems, caused my swing problems, and you know, caused you know, you know, and caused me to not be able to perform. And I learned to slow it down uh, by taking a little slower step, breathing deeper physically. And uh, as a result, uh, I had to, uh, uh, you know, uh, I got in enough, I got in the, in, in the hunt enough times. You know, I finally won the Western Open, and then I won again, and then I won again um, at, at, the, at, the, uh, at the British Open in 75. And in a, in a year of not winning in 76, I struggled with my game, and then I made an adjustment in my swing. And uh, 77, was, it was off to the races. I really uh, learned to, uh, that I, I could trust my golf swing, but being able to trust your golf swing and add under the pressure, that's where I wanted to get to. And I finally got to it in 77, and you know, for a period of years, uh, uh, I ran the tables. Did you beat more balls, and did you hit more balls during that year or two, year or year and a half? And and how instrumental was Stan in helping you kind of own your your golf swing? I know you referenced how you used to be a crooked driver of the ball coming out of Stanford. 
Um, how how influ- how influential was Stan in that process? Well, Stan was always there. He was always there to help me. He helped me a lot, so many different ways. Just being uh, just being Stan, uh, one of the finest people I've ever met in my life. Uh, uh, he could really play, and he loved the game of the passion. And it's just like my dad. He, my dad could really play as an amateur and loved the game of the passion. So, you know, that passion has a lot more to do with technique. Uh, the passion to succeed, the passion not to uh, ever give up, the passion to uh, never uh, you know, always strive for the best possible shots you can possibly get. My dad, I remember when I was growing up, if I hit a shot close to the hole and I hit it on the on the toe or the heel, you can hear it. Uh, he said, I, yeah, he hit it in the toe or he hit it in the heel. But if I hit a flush shot, the one you could also hear, and I hit it close. He said, "Fine shot, son." <laughs> and you know, that uh, you know, uh, he uh, he didn't suffer fools gladly, and he didn't suffer mishit shots gladly. And as a result, I I learned to uh, I, I hit the ball very solidly on the close face. And it was one of the reasons I played well in the wind. I didn't hit the ball low, but mm-hmm. I hit the ball solid. And when you hit the ball solid, you can judge pretty much how far it's going to go. And uh, uh, that uh, uh, and that. It proved to be very instrumental in a lot of the tournaments that I won. That's awesome. So shifting gears a little bit, I know we're kind of all over the place and being cognizant of your time. Uh, who do you like for the Masters coming up this week? And, and kind of what are you seeing? I know the ch- course hasn't changed much. They linked in five. But who do you well, like? I, I, my, my pick's Rory McIlroy. I think it, uh, he's, he's, in, he's in good form right now, and he's, I think he'll be there. I think it'll be there in the end, and uh, he, it, uh, yeah, you know, at the Masters, you have to have, uh, you have to putt well, and uh, and one of the things that Rory is, is, hasn't done particularly well in recent years is putt, really run the tables, you know, putt well, and uh, but he has the type of game uh, that can uh, compensate for not putting. Uh, not putting great and, and putting, you know, just you know, putting, you know, putting a little bit more than average. I think he can win on that golf course playing that way, and because he is, he, he can dominate the golf course. Uh, he hits the ball very high, which is important uh, uh, coming into those greens, and, and he, he certainly had the opportunities to win there and uh, and not done it. So he knows. He knows what's there. He knows how to play the golf course, and uh, I, I give him the nod. Is there any pregame or side event better than the Champions Dinner? And do you know what Patrick Reed's got on the menu yet? <laughs> well, yeah, Patrick. I think he's, he's already made it public. I think he's got, um, I think steak, chicken, and fish. I think he's, he, he said it's just whatever, whatever he'd like, um, and. Uh, you know, when I when I won, we didn't have a choice. We had basically steak or chicken. Basically, so it was on the menu. We didn't. Uh, we, you know, we did have a choice of wine. What, what wines? What wine would you have? And uh, they basically said, "Well, would this wine be acceptable?" I said, "Sure." You know, it was a it was a Bordeaux. It was a first growth, but it wasn't uh, Latour, Lafitte, or anything like that. But it was a it was a fine wine that they served us. Of course, it's gotten a lot, a lot bigger. Uh, you know, there's like, yeah, there are over 30, 30 champions now that attend the dinner, uh, and 
it, it, it's been a lot of fun the last few years. Uh, the story's uh, starting to, uh, they're starting to uh, evolve a little bit more uh, at the dinner table telling stories. We had a great, two years ago, we had a great uh, 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 dinner at the end there and uh, gave homage to uh, Arnold Palmer. Uh, it, was, it, it, was, it was sobering, sad, but uh, it was, you know, they had uh, Bob Golby and Doug Ford uh, uh, and Jack, and they all they all spoke uh, of Arnie. It was really it was really special. Yeah. Wow! Uh, but uh, you know, again, you know, the, the Masters is a, is a unique tournament. It uh, uh, is played on the same course every year, which makes it unique uh, from all the other major championships, which you know, they rotate courses. So yeah, you, know, you know what you're going to get. The fans, you know, you know, from the press, you know what holes. Or um, you know how people play the holes. You know what's upcoming. You know after, you know, uh, you know after 15, the uh, 16th hole, the par three, the three holes in one a couple of years ago. You know all these stories, and because it's played in the same golf course every day, and the fans know them, know them as well. That's why it uh, has such great interest to it. Uh, and it's, uh, you know, it's. Yeah, when I grew up, I never played golf until around the Masters time. Uh, I was, you know. Uh, I, I stopped playing golf the first of September. Didn't touch a club until uh, around Masters time. Yeah, I think for, that's for six months. And, that's weather induced to some extent here. <laughs> well, yeah, it was yeah, but no, it was actually sports induced. I played football and basketball, and, and uh, uh, you know, I really didn't have much interest in golf in the, uh, at all after after playing golf in the summer. So, but um, you know, it was it's it's always the harbinger of spring. Uh, you know, you know, the Masters Golf Tournaments is, is really special. That's awesome. Okay, well, being cognizant of your time, we're going to wrap this up with the um, the Emergency Nine with Tom Watson, brought to you by Sheridan's Unforked, eating good and feeling good. Um, are you ready, Mr. Watson? All right. <laughs> Tom Kite told me no, he wasn't ready last week. So, <laughs> uh, Okay, who is on the bag for the Par 3 event this week? Kelly uh, Pager. Watson, a.k.a. Cherry. She's a singer-songwriter. She's my stepdaughter. Awesome. Side question, how is she doing? How's the career going? Uh, it could be going better, but I have 100% belief that she's going to make it. She's really good. Best ball striker you ever played with, other than yourself? Best ball striker is uh, Byron Nelson. I think that's what Kite said, too. Best short game that you've ever, who you've ever played with? Uh, Seve. Seve Bowsteros. Will Tiger be in the hunt come Sunday? Uh, yes. Will Tiger get to Jack's record? Uh, no. It's getting tougher and tougher. What's your favorite golf course in the world? And a follow-up, what's your favorite track here in KC? Uh, my favorite golf course is Pebble Beach uh, for a lot of reasons. And in KC, it's, uh, I have to say, my old, my old home course, Kansas City Country Club. That's a gr- I love that track. It's a great track. What's your favorite course that you've designed? Well, my favorite course, uh, that's a hard one because, you know, I, I, uh, I've, I've got, let, let me answer it twice. I, I, I really, really like the the National Golf Links I did up uh, in 
in Parkville. I really liked the way that came out. And, of course, in South Carolina, called the uh, Cacique. Uh, and that, uh, that's, that's another good one. Cacique, that's awesome. We'll put Lock Lloyd down as your third favorite. <laughs> Jordan lives out there. That's why he's saying that. <laughs> well, you... I, yeah, you put me on the spot, and, and, and now you get, you're getting, you know, when you're, these types of questions get, get half the audience you know, upset, and the other half, oh, yeah, I understand. No, it's, it's great. It's great. Okay, what figures in the game should come on this enjoyable show, assuming that you've enjoyed your time today? I say it again. I'm sorry. What, what golf figures should come on this show? That would enjoy coming on this show. Faraday. Faraday. <laughs> all right, perfect. All right, last question, Mr. Watson. Of all the quirky rule changes that are being implemented this year, which one is your least favorite? Uh, dropping the ball from knee height. Come on. <laughs> that is everybody's choice. That's stupid. Tom, it makes a bunch Come of on. really good athletes look really unathletic when they're dropping Come it from on. their knee. <laughs> It doesn't make any difference where the, you know, if you just extend your arm straight down and just drop it from there. I mean, it, it doesn't make any difference. Okay, well, you know what does make a difference is what Tom Watson has done for uh, for Kansas City. And, and, my gosh, Masters Week, here we are. And so, uh, Mr. Watson, thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. And, um, hey, uh, we've got more on the Masters preview. You are listening to Golf Underground on Sports Radio 810. I mean, for some reason, when I hear it, I want to, like, talk in a very soft voice, <laughs> Wardo. Jim Nance should be worried about his job. <laughs> oh, my God. You might have the best radio <laughs> voice ever. Hey, listen, welcome to Golf Underground on Sports Radio 810. Hey, if this is new to you, it shouldn't be. In fact, you can uh, listen to, to, to your boys, Sully and Wardo, over on the Golf Underground every Monday afternoon at 3 o'clock. And... Uh, I know a lot of you folks out there, you work for a living, right? So you can't tune in all the time. Although you sales guys and gals out there, you better be tuning in to the ESPN radio, which, by the way, is on 94.5 and 1510 AM. Um, it's a lot of fun. Warner. We've had an absolute blast. And you know what we do? We record all these programs, and we um, we host them on iTunes. So go ahead and do yourself a favor and check out uh, Golf Underground on iTunes, or um, you can download the Podbean app. And, again, do a search for Golf Underground. Wardo, we've had some amazing guests, right? So we started the program in January, and, and, and we did it because we, didn't, we, we felt like there wasn't enough golf conversation. Heck, there's not a golf show in Kansas City, really, that, it, that talks golf, but, but it's, it's fun, right? So, so, so we had a wild hair to get some really kick-butt guests, and, and, and this is what we do, right? Yeah, the guests have been outstanding. You know, the, the fun that not only we have had along the journey, this, this short journey, but uh, some of our guests, I mean, they've been – standouts from uh from tour caddies to george brett to tom watson uh you're gonna hear from the likes of uh tom kite you're gonna hear from chuck cook one of the world's greatest teaching instructors of all time studied under harvey penick um he's one of the most reputable instructors uh globally and so you're gonna hear from some great guests coming up here in the neck in the spring as uh golf season has now finally come come to kansas city and come to this region yeah so yeah well neat. well and, and so so of all those interviews so far, what, what's been your favorite, right? Because I got my own. I mean, you brought up some big names there, right? Tom Kite, Tom Watson, George Brett. Um, I got to tell you, my favorite was Gary Woodland. <laughs> we had a nice time. Which, by the way, listeners, um, um, Wardo here was uh, was buddies with um, Gary Woodland back at uh, back at their Jayhawk days, both on the uh, KU golf team. 
And so, um, so you learn a lot of the, the, the fun stories of you two uh, in that interview, right? Yeah, you know, I think I had a blast with Gary. It's been great to have him on the show, and the fact that we were able to get him for an hour was was fantastic. He's a great pal. But you know, I think I've each each interview and each guest has been fantastic. And you know what? We we kind of brought women back to the sports radio world um, with our with our recent. We had a, a country singer on Par- Parker McCollum, and so uh, you know, lo- loves the game of golf. So again, this isn't all about golf. This is about having fun and the game, you know, this game and this common bond that it brings us all together. So I think there's just been so, so many outstanding guests along the ride. Yeah, yeah. Well, and um, for, for those of you who happen to be following us on Twitter and Golf Underground um, or uh, on Instagram, uh, probably our most fun journey was a couple weeks ago when, when Wardo, myself, and um, and our, our uh, fellow co-host, Jordan Wilson, we went down to the Dell match play and... Um, of course, I had an eye patch on, and um, I had a uh, an emergency detached retina surgery. I looked like a pirate. Couldn't jump on an airplane, so we loaded up the family van. We drove all the way down to Austin, had a few cocktails when we got there, and um, interviewed some 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 wild people, right? But but uh, in, in fact, we got the chance to go out to dinner with uh, Gary Woodland, and and so that was kind of fun too, right? Yeah, it was it was a good time. It was great great to hear what he was thinking prior to playing in the event in the event which he ended up losing to Justin Rose um in the in the third match and didn't advance but he had a he had a great showing and I'm looking forward to him having a great showing uh tomorrow at the Masters. Yeah, have, have you gotten any feedback from him? Or have you have you talked to him about the Masters at all? I wouldn't yeah. expect you would, but but um I know you you, you chat with him. We were texting often. the other night and he said that, you know, a lot of rain so I think that'll play into well into his hands. He hits it far, carries the ball a long way. So I think that there's a lot of things that are going going for him. He has missed the last two cuts. So I'm going to play a little reverse jinxing here and kind of I'm going to go ahead and say <laughs> that he's going to he's you, you heard her here first. He's I'm guaranteeing a top ten out of him. Oh, I like that. So yeah, well, and you know what? He's just such a cool guy too. Yeah, he's a, he's a, he's a great ambassador for the game. Just like. Just like Mr. Watson, you know, he was great to have on the show tonight and, you know, um, you know, heading into a big weekend. So so again, it's just I'm, I'm excited to watch uh, the, the field's fantastic this year. And there's a lot of guys that have the opportunity to win. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, for those of you who haven't been to, to Augusta, um, it, you know, certainly the TV does it. It does it justice. It's a show. Jim Nance is uh, I mean, what a wordsmith it is or he is. But um, I'll never forget. I think it was '08 when I when I went uh, went down there, and you have such expectations, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it really is a weird feeling. You get up bright and early, right? The dew is on the grass. You go through if you're going in the back way, you know. As I mentioned in the earlier segment, you know, you go through the woods. You got to hand over your cell phone, right? <laughs> they will not let you on that property with a cell phone. If you're going tomorrow or this weekend. Don't bring your cell phone. Do not bring a cell phone. I'm telling you, they'll take it, right? Um, if they find you with a cell phone, you are you're kicked out. And the badge that you purchased from someone who owns that badge, they don't get it back. Nope. Right. And so you talk about the risk, right, of selling your badge. I mean, if if you sell it to a knucklehead, um, you you may lose it. But but the other the funny thing is, um, everyone gets excited, right? So so they 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 open the gates, and if they catch you jogging. You will be kicked out. 
A lot of people <laughs> don't know that. So so everyone, it's like a it's so funny because you have hundreds of people doing the speed walk, you know, like sort of like your neighbor, you know, you see the women walking down the street and they don't lift their legs, but they're kind of moving their hips. Everyone's doing that. It is absolutely hilarious for fear of getting kicked out. So uh, so we haven't been there. My gosh, it's a, it's a bucket list deal. It's really hard to get there. But hey, StubHub will even take care of you on that one. Right. All right. So we're going to take a short commercial break. Um, when we come back, we're going to d- uh, dive in a little bit more into who we think is going to dominate over the next four days. So you're listening to Golf Underground Sports Radio 810. Welcome back. Sports Radio 810. You are listening to the Golf Underground with your two boys, Sully and Wardo. It's a wonderful Wednesday evening. We just had a wonderful interview with Tom Watson. We had George Brett on a little bit earlier. And um, boy, how much fun is that? We're we're all fired up for the Masters. And tomorrow, I expect each and every one of you driving around in your cars today to get up bright and early. Don't go check email. Don't check your phone unless you go to the Masters app. Is that the coolest thing ever? It's a great app. Go to it. Check out some of these amazing groups, some of these great pairings uh, that are that have been placed out there. Yeah, which, by the way, while you're downloading the Masters app, so you can watch uh, Amen Corner 1516. They got two featured groups. Be sure to download Golf Underground. It's Podbean. You see, this is a, it's a selfish plug right here, and you can listen to all our uh, our great uh, uh, guests. All right, so if you're a golf if you're a golf fanatic or just a flat out golf dork. Get on, check it out. <laughs> go to iTunes. If not, go to thegolfstable.com. Click on Golf Underground Radio. Check it out. You got a next couple months are going to be flat out good. Yeah. All right. So listen, the uh, the, the groups have come out, my friend. And so um, which ones you looking at here? They came out yesterday. And so I'm, I've got my list up right here. Who who, who I mean, who are you going to watch? Who are you interested in? Well, you got to like Group Six at nine twenty five Eastern tomorrow morning. You got Freddie. You got Siwoo Kim, who played really, really well last week, and then J.B. Holmes. So, again, J.B.'s a, a great power player, played against him at Kentucky, actually. Um, so I think that's one group I really, really like. Um, another one that's pretty unique, now that Charles Howell is back in the field, Group 8 uh, is another one. He's got Charles Schwartzel and Eddie Pepperell uh, from, from England. So I think that's one that I really like as well. Hey, listen, i got to stop you there. Okay. Did did you remember in the previous hour um, chatting with George, you brought up Howell? Yeah. Do you you, you remember what he called him? (laughs) Thurston Howell. (laughs) 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 From Gilligan's Island. He kept saying, well, you know, I think that Thurston Howell, I'm like, what, is Lovey going to be on the bag? (laughs) It's so good. It's so good. You know, and then Rory's group is obviously going to be group 15. You got him, Ricky, and Cam Smith. Cam's just great Aussie. Our our good pal is actually on his bag, so that'll be a that'll be All right, listen, I'm I'm, uh, 9.58, my friend. Group 9, we got Sergio against Tony Finau. I'm hoping Tony um, uh, just uh, dominates him. Right. Hey, do you think Sergio is going to lose his mind at the Masters? Because he's he's had some um, some psychological problems. What, what's your take? You think he'll understand that he's in the the the, the mecca and, th- and 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 be a good boy? Because I, I th- think he's a freak. I think if there's one week he's going to have his act together, it's going to be this week, especially after he did he did get the green jacket. So yeah, you know, and it, he might go. He might have gone off the rails if he got paired with DeChambeau, Dad of DeChambeau. He's paired with DJ in Group 27, as well as J Day. So some 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 bombers, and then a guy that's going to be de- deciding what the barometric pressure is prior to their 1:38 tea time oh. Eastern Standard Time. Gosh, let, let me ask you: Would you ever want to play in a practice round with DeChambeau? Uh 
I'd rather play a practice round probably than a real round, but you know, <laughs> he's uh, I'd probably get a lot of information out of him, a lot of which I could not understand. Well, but you're you're you know a bit of an analyst yourself, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you're a data man. I like data. You got your uh, track, you got your uh, Midwest golf simulator in there. You are pretty damn nerdy yourself. <laughs> I am. A, I'm a golf. The more data I get, the better. The more data I get, the better. So I, I like all of it. So yeah. Um, all right. What else you see in here? You know, there's a lot. There's a lot that I see. Um, again, it's hard not to root for. I just love watching VJ at the Masters. Um, again, a lot of history. He's won there. He's going out with Billy Horschel. Um, you know what I wish? I wish Watson was still playing. I know. Right? I mean, he can still play. He can He can still go. I mean, that was fun. Just even, uh, you know, I followed him around Augusta. And, um, you know, you do see some, some old timers there. And it's so funny because, you know, the guys who've won, they walk around. They wear their green jackets. You see the old southern boys, you know, and... It's a funny place, right? I mean, it's it's a different gig, but um, I, I like seeing the old timers. You know? No, it's it's amazing when you're walking the grounds. You can see you're going to run into just about everybody that's either played there in the past or is playing and had played in the par three earlier today. And so you've got just a lot of great storylines, and then just so much history that's involved with that. And what about the? Um, I mean, am I soft um, if my favorite part is uh, is the azaleas on uh, hole number twelve? Does that make me a little? I don't know. No, that's not. Actually, you know where Tom Watson's – Tom didn't bring this up, but yeah. Tom's son, Michael, who is a a, a longtime friend and uh, we played a lot of golf together, Tom Michael got engaged left of number 12 up in the Azaleas. No way. Yep. How? He walked up there during a practice round and he got his – brought his gal, his fiance or his girlfriend at the time and – he proposed up in the azaleas. Tom must have um, hooked so, him up because you know you got to go across the bridge there. Yeah, they don't just let anybody over there. Yeah, he, it, it was mid. It was during one of the earlier practice rounds of the week, several years back. Um, yeah. Well, so. well, interesting fact about those azaleas, and, and my God, can you believe we're talking about flowers on the program? But uh, interesting fact is um, they want to make sure those things pop at the appropriate time, which is right about today, right? And if they are blooming too early, they put ice on all the azaleas around the course to prevent them from popping too early. Isn't that wild? Like, you think of the attention to detail. I'll never forget one morning, the very first morning I went there, and uh, we were on the 16th uh, green, and there was an elderly woman who was picking blades of grass off of the top of a trap, right? So the distance between, you know, you got the, the sand trap, and then she was pulling. It was unbelievable. So right, everyone talks about the attention to detail. I didn't think they'd have 85-year-old ladies out there pulling g- blades of grass. It's unbelievable. All volunteers as well. All volunteers. So yeah. pretty pretty darn cool. You know, yeah. one group I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch tomorrow morning, I'm going to probably sleep till 8.00. Fifty-three. <laughs> you no, going drinking tonight? No, you know we're we're in here so late. I mean, so I'm gonna probably sleep an hour. I'm gonna give myself an hour before Woodland goes out with Tommy Fleetwood and Xander Shoffley. What a great group! Uh, Gary's played with Fleetwood two years ago at the Masters. Um, I believe they both had a rough a rough week, but um, that's who I'm gonna go out. Group thirteen. Uh, Shoffley's uh, won a FedEx Cup before, so again, a lot of good play. Look for one of those guys to either contend on Sunday um, 
or or, or be right there. So, and uh, Patrick Reed have any chance of doing it? You again? know, they've been talking. He hasn't been playing well. So, um, you know, he's got a good group, good pairing. But I don't, I don't see, I don't see it happening. Do you see any epic blowups? If you had to predict, who will be leading on Sunday with the chance of absolutely Greg Normaning it? Oh man. <laughs> I don't wish that on anyone. No, I know. I and, don't. In fact, you know, I'm doing some homework for the, for the program. I was going back the list of folks who went through this very bad thing, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's he's he's not the only one. He just happens to be probably the most famous. So, hey, I've got to get home right now because I've got to I've I've got to get to sleep. I got to put my master's jammies on. Okay. <laughs> You know, maybe have a little. Um, um, I don't know. What do they drink down south? I forget. What's a nice cocktail? Little maybe a little ma- Southern Comfort, huh? Yeah, a little Southern Comfort. Yeah, a little Southern Comfort. Some Take- Masters eggnog since it's Masters Eve. Oh yeah, maybe I'm gonna make some pimento sandwiches, <laughs> right? George is having a party. I can't wait for it on Sunday. <laughs> he, did, he did say that. All right, so we hope you're as fired up as, as we are. Remember, um, uh, check us out over at 94.5 FM, 1510 on the AM dial. Golf Underground every th- uh, 3 o'clock. Every Monday, we, we have a lot of fun. Um, great PGA guests. And you know what? My man Ward over here is one of the best instructors here in town. And so his job is to take me from a 10 handicap down to a... Ah, maybe a four handicap. So if you're a double-digit handicapper, this is the program for you. And by the way, if you're really good, I mean, you can talk nerdy golf stuff with uh, with. We can, I like can geek out with the best of them. Yeah. Well, you know what? So tomorrow morning, maybe uh, maybe you give me a little lesson. All right. So we hope you had a great time on Sports Radio 810. This has been the Golf Underground.